A lot of words come to mind when someone mentions the name Kanye West. A hip-hop legend, I think I died in an accident, cause this must be heaven. Divisive, brash, arrogant. But there was a time when Kanye West was a hero. He represented a fresh attitude that elevated hip-hop music. He represented the departure from gangster rap that brought us into the early 2000s. I'm trying to write my wrongs, but it's funny them saying wrongs help me write the song now. But as Jay-Z rapped on his 2010 song Monster, You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's a line borrowed from Christopher Nolan's 2008 movie The Dark Knight, which told the story of Gotham City turning against their cape crusader, Batman. Gotham needs heroes like you, elected officials, not a man who thinks he is above the law. Exactly. Who appointed the Batman? We did. All of us who stood by and let scum take control of our city. Like Batman, or rather Bruce Wayne, Kanye West's identity has led him to tear down and rebuild pillars of society that we didn't necessarily ask for. And like Batman, the public oftentimes turns their back on Kanye. I want to like Kanye. It's virtually impossible. I mean, Are you you've been trying? Yeah, I've been trying. Dog, I was having nervous breakdowns. Like, man, these niggas that much better than me. So today, we're going to present the argument that Kanye West is the Dark Knight. You can't tell me what creativity I'm supposed to do on this earth. Corporations, radio stations, y'all can't control me. Y'all don't understand that I'm turned all the way. I believe in me. Let me do me. You like it? Cool. You don't? Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Welcome to Identity Crisis, a show where we discuss extended metaphors comparing two cultural icons. My name is Jimmy. And my name is Will. And we've both been following Kanye West since becoming fans of his music 15 years ago. And with the level of attention that Kanye has garnered in the media over the last month, his status as an artist and icon has been discussed inside out. But much of what has been said glosses over Kanye's early career, where he unequivocally changed hip-hop forever, and focuses instead on his current status as the pop culture villain that everybody loves to hate. So we figured we'd dedicate the first few episodes of this show to who Kanye was, who he is, what some of his accomplishments mean, and how he became the lightning rod he is today. Do exactly what you want. Print what you want. Try to make it seem like I'm some like type of lunatic because you only make me hotter. You only raise my prestige. Before Kanye West was a household name in the hip-hop world, he spent half a decade selling beats that he made in his basement to rappers that were living out his own dream. He was immensely talented as a producer, but record label executives repeatedly characterized him as a quote-unquote producer-rapper, not worthy of his own record deal as an artist. In the outro of his debut album, he tells the story of his first big break, producing a few songs on Jay-Z's 2000 album, The Dynasty. So then Hove came in. I remember he had a Gucci hat on. I came in, I played a bunch of like soul beats. And he was listening to it like, oh, it's crazy right here. Yo, he took his hat down, he's like, oh. <laughs> Basically at that point, everything started rolling. The album was full of soulful production from future stars Just Blaze and Kanye West. And it laid the foundation for Jay-Z's sixth album, The Blueprint. The Blueprint was a hit, and Kanye was at the heart of that success. But it took Kanye another year to secure a deal with Rockefeller as an artist, and another two years until his debut single hit radio stations in his hometown of Chicago. 
and during those two years, there was one moment that still gets talked about today. A near-fatal car crash that left Kanye in the hospital getting reconstructive surgery to fix his broken jaw. The first song he recorded after the crash became his very first hit single, and Kanye's race to rap stardom had begun. In the outro of his debut album, Kanye raps, It's funny how nobody else interested till the night I almost killed myself in Lexus. The famous Bruce Wayne. Like Kanye, Batman's story begins with a traumatic moment. Two moments to be exact. The story is told countless times with slight differences from one telling to another, but everyone seems to agree that Bruce Wayne's decision to name himself Batman stems from a traumatic childhood experience where he fell into a cave full of bats. At the bottom of a dark and damp pit, a flurry of screeching bats rush over young Bruce, and his emotions well up. The bats leave him scarred, and soon thereafter, both of his parents are fatally shot in front of him on the crime-infested streets of Gotham City. The key detail that connects Kanye West and Bruce Wayne's origin is that they use their trauma to their advantage. In the movie Batman Begins, Bruce Wayne is on a private jet with his butler, Alfred, discussing his plan to become active in the battle against corruption in Gotham. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. In order to protect the people he loves, he decides that he wants to use an alias, or a symbol, to hide his true identity when he goes out at night to fight crime. I'm talking about the kind of city that idolizes a masked vigilante. Gotham City is proud of an ordinary citizen standing up for what's right. The symbol he settles on is one that he personally finds terrifying. What symbol? Something elemental, something terrifying. I assumed as you're taking on the underworld, this symbol is a persona to protect those you care about from reprisals. You're thinking about Rachel? Like Bruce, Kanye's first symbol, the one that lands him on the radio stations he grew up listening to in Chicago, is a 3 minute 41 second anthem that details the story of how he almost died. On the song, which samples a soulful ballad by Chaka Khan called Through the Fire, he famously raps the song with his jaw wired shut. He changes one letter and calls his first hit single, through the wire. What does Kanye West and Elon Musk talk about? The future. <laughs> I drink a boost for breakfast, an insure for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a same man bizarre. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Eagles back to you. So, the Batman movies are a trilogy. It starts with Batman Begins, and then it's The Dark Knight, and then it's The Dark Knight Rises. I think with a lot of trilogies, the second movie leaves the protagonist in like a bad space. Mm -hmm. Um, Be it like The Matrix, or Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings. Kind of like a common theme that in a trilogy, the first movie is just like, it, it establishes the person, their mission, it gives them one big victory. And the second movie is where like you leave the viewers like, oh shit, like, uh, is the city in trouble? Is the galaxy in trouble, etc. So there's a comparison that I made between Batman and Kanye that 
the trilogy of Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises refer to three periods of Kanye's career and his life. The first period, I equate that to the first three albums that Kanye put out. The College Dropout, Late Registration, and Graduation. The Gospel According to Kanye West. He, he needed three albums. He didn't do one album. He did three albums to establish who he was, what his sound was, what he was capable of. Um, there were number one records in those albums. There was a lot of features. He like that. That's what it took for him to be like, this is who I am, and for the rest of my life, I matter. Uh, 50 Cent has been quoted as saying that if your album should outsell his, he will never make another album ever again. Have you heard him? Like, let's, let's say right now, please. Do not retire once my album sells and beats your album. Please do not retire. Please. I really like this song. 50 Cent represents the like old era of gangster rap music and, and releases his album Curtis on the same day as Kanye West's third album, Graduation. And he decides that he wants to have a contest for who can sell more. So it's fair to say that you are currently the king of hip-hop. And I, I mean... Yeah. So, in, in, in Batman Begins, you have the origin. It shows you where Batman came from. You, you follow Bruce Wayne as he transforms into this, into this scary hero kind of character. Somebody that has a lot of power and he's not afraid of violence, but he doesn't kill people. And he, he, his ultimate goal is to make the streets safer for the people of the city. And the big problem in Batman Begins is that there's this guy named Scarecrow and he's unleashing this gas called fear gas into Gotham and it's making people go crazy. And so the, the big victory of Batman Begins, the first of the Batman trilogy, is that Batman defeats Scarecrow. All right, so Kanye you know, finally gets his record deal, puts out the college dropout, and it's life-changing, for me at least. It's not going to be life-changing for everybody, so he needs three albums to do it. Puts out College Dropout, puts out Late Registration, and then puts out Graduation. And Graduation's a good one to talk about with Scarecrow. Because you've got this whole Kanye West, 50 Cent, Curtis vs. Graduation album sales competition. It's a competition that Kanye was never looking for. It came from 50 Cent, and in interviews they asked Kanye about the, the beef and, you know, are you like scared that like you're gonna lose a 50 cent 50 cent says he's never gonna make an album again if you outsell him and kanye's response is he's like i like 50 cent i don't want him to stop making music i want him to make more albums when i outsell him so kanye west knows that nobody wants to talk about getting shot nine times and selling crack kanye knows that people want to talk about their insecurities and People want to talk about the little highs, and people also want to party with their friends and listen to Daft Punk and go nuts. And people also don't want rap beef anymore. In the 90s, we saw rap beef kill two legends. Similarly, Batman doesn't want to kill Scarecrow. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to descend to the level of his antagonist. He wants... He wants to do what's right, and he wants to do what he knows. And and ultimately, that Kanye and and Batman are both victorious. And a lot of people have referred to Kanye's 
victory over 50 Cent in that in that sales battle as the end of gangster rap. I don't know what's better, getting laid or getting paid. I just know when I'm getting one, the others getting away. I don't know what's better, getting laid or getting paid. I just know when I'm getting one, the others getting away. Okay, so Kanye ends gangster rap with graduation. I'm I'm on board. But post graduation, we don't really see the same Kanye anymore. No. His mom dies, he releases 808s and Heartbreak, which is a huge departure. He's singing, he's not rapping, it's auto-tune, it's emotive, it's depressive, it, it's something that I didn't like when I heard it, and it's, something I just still don't listen Kanye to. Kanye West and Kid Cudi were the very first hip-hop artists to make albums that were sad. They were created to be emotional pieces instead of, you know, what... DMX and Nelly and Fabulous and Ludacris and whatever had made before, those were all braggadocious, uh, sometimes angry, but never sad albums. When Kanye's mom dies, he becomes an entirely different character and that's where 808s and Fantasy and Yeezus fit in in terms of his music. Um, I, I call that era the heartbreak era. And that matches up with um, the Dark Knight era of Batman because after Batman's big win over Scarecrow comes the Joker and he defeats the Joker but in defeating the Joker he loses two people that mean a lot to him. He loses Rachel Dawes who he's in love with, uh, she was his childhood sweetheart and he loses Harvey Dent who was the public figure that represented everything that he represented. It was somebody in the public's eye um, that he was able to relate with and they were on the same team and so the Joker um, even though Batman defeats him, the Joker takes out two people that mean a lot to Batman. And not only did he lose Harvey Dent, but Harvey Dent, before he died, he committed two murders that Batman decides that the city can't find out that Harvey Dent is the one that committed those murders. And so Batman says, I'll take the blame for it and I'll go away. I'll be a villain. It's what the city needs right now. They can't know that Harvey Dent committed murders before he died. So Batman willingly makes himself a villain. Batman! Why is he running, Dad? Because we have to chase him. So Kanye West riding the high of graduation and defeating Gangster Rap and the Glow in the Dark tour walks out on the stage at the VMAs and tells everybody that Taylor Swift shouldn't have won this award because Beyonce's video was the best video of all time. Well, um, I think my overall thought process went something like, wow, I can't believe I won. This is awesome. Don't trip and fall. Oh, Kanye West is here. Cool haircut. What are you doing? What are you doing there? <laughs> he bursts on stage, interrupts Taylor Swift, who's like America's little sweetheart. The young lady seems like a perfectly nice person. She's getting her award. What's he doing? Why would he do that? And America's like, yo, this Kanye West guy is an asshole. He's a jackass. <laughs> when you're a black man from Chicago, you can't have President Obama calling you a jackass. It's not a good look. All right, so around the same time as Kanye is riding this post-graduation high, kind of before he, he slips into villainy, he's putting out Nike shoes. That's, you know, everybody's dream, let alone a black kid from Chicago. And, and Kanye had talked about Nike 
forever. Like he, in, in talking about what a genius he is, he would make comments like, I am Nike. And he finally gets the deal. And not just Nike, Louis Vuitton. He gets a Nike shoe and a Louis Vuitton shoe in the same year. And those are like the icons of his life. And he says he wants to be a fashion designer, wants to make shoes, and he does He it. runs off and interns in, with Fendi in Italy. He's, and meanwhile, he's got a Nike shoe and a Louis Vuitton shoe bearing his name. And eventually it all comes to light that Nike was not on the same page as he was business-wise. Um, they weren't going to let him have royalties on the shoes, which is something that they let the athletes that they sponsor have. They give them royalties per shoe they sell. With Kanye West, he said, I want royalties. They said, you can't have royalties because you're not an athlete. And he wanted to have a really big run of shoes so that a lot of, a lot of people could buy them. They said, no, the numbers of the shoes have to stay limited. So they basically told him, it's cool if you work with us, but only on our terms, not on your terms. I know that you're, you you say you're a creative genius. You say that you want to be a fashion icon. You know what? At Nike, we do it our way. So if you want to do it our way, cool. And if you don't, then you, you can't work with us. And... Kanye clearly didn't want to do it their way. Kanye wanted to make his own shoes and be his own icon. Right. And so that's kind of where you have Batman sort of in this place where he is a hero and he is on his way to, to helping Gotham, but the city hates him. I mean, he's, he's happy, I'm sure, that there's less crime on the streets, but he's also heartbroken that he just lost his, his childhood love, he just lost Harvey Dent, and now the city has turned against him. And that's kind of where Kanye is at the end of the heartbreak era. And I think what pulls him out of the heartbreak era is the Adidas deal. Everyone I talked to would try to level me. And then there was this guy named Herman Denninger that was the head of Adidas. And I say was because he passed away recently. And I showed him what I had shot in Qatar, the Cruel Summer film, mm. and which I got all no's on that to date. And this guy, Herman, saw it and he believed. He believed that maybe I had something more than how big my rap record was. The Adidas deal went down right around the same time as Watch the Throne. Mm -hmm. And and those are those are two things that that put Kanye back on the map for for both fans of of his fashion and fans of his name and fans of his music. Right. Because Watch the Throne was no longer this new Kanye. It's the old Kanye. It was the old Kanye, but it wasn't just the old Kanye. It was almost like the best Kanye. Yeah, he's palling around with Jay Z. He's touring fifty seven nights a year. He's playing to sold out stadiums. He's making a bunch of money. For, for as much as his music fans probably think, why is he wearing a skirt? Why is he wearing the ruby thing that he wore with Jesus? There are a lot of questions about that, but you have to think as a fan of Kanye West, you're happy to see him achieving his fashion dreams. I mean, the, the Yeezy shoe coming out with Adidas, the Yeezy boot, the first one, the 750, the gray one, I didn't love the way it looked, but I loved that he did it. I was happy for him, yeah. I was happy for him. All right, so how does Batman come out of his Nike shoe, Taylor Swift interrupting phase? So after Batman defeats a Joker and, and gets uh, the city turned against him, he, he disappears for eight years. And so Gotham has eight years of no Batman. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty good eight years for the city, except for one character named Bane who shows up in the third movie. He's kind of like a, a masked 
British terrorist type of guy and he's terrorizing the city and, and what he wants to do is burn Gotham to the ground. You have been supplied with a false idol to stop you tearing down this corrupt city. Kanye West at this point is looking to, to break into fashion. He wants to be a household name. He's resurrected himself from being the villain that interrupted Taylor Swift at the VMAs and he's gone on tour with Jay-Z but he still has to sit back and watch the doors of the fashion houses get slammed in his face, watch Jay-Z marry Beyonce. Kanye West has not reached the pinnacle that he's trying to reach yet. No, he, he wants household name, he wants, he wants fame that becomes his commodity. He, his music has always been his commodity and he wants to make fashion, but he wants really his fame to, to be his thing that he has that you can never take away from him. And so Bruce Wayne wants to save Gotham once and for all the same way that Kanye wants to be an icon once and for all. But, but Bruce Wayne can't do it because Bane is too strong. Bane has a, a grip on the underworld and, and he eventually breaks Batman's back and sends Batman to like a prison for I don't know how long, like months or years or something like that. And so Batman, he needs help uh, from somebody who has like an inside scoop in the world of Bane to help him defeat him. And that character ultimately ends up being Catwoman. So I think Kanye has a similar story with a love interest that we may or may not be familiar with. Uh, yeah, Kanye West finds his Catwoman and her name is Kim Kardashian. And this one here is a heat rock, spit like a beatbox, the way the beat rocks, new version of Pete Rock. On the song Cold off 2012's Cruel Summer, Kanye raps, I'll admit it, I had fell in love with Kim. Around the same time, she had fell in love with him. The him in question is Kim's ex-husband, Chris Humphreys, with whom she was married for only 72 days after a massive $10 million wedding at her home in California with guests like Lindsay Lohan and Ryan Seacrest. At the time of the song's release, Kanye was still three years away from Yeezy season one, but he'd committed to carving out his niche as an artist with a capital A, and was clearly no longer interested in being known exclusively for his music. At that moment in his career, no one on earth encapsulated Kanye's infatuation with image and fame more than Kim Kardashian. In the third movie of the Dark Knight trilogy, Bruce Wayne finds himself mentally and physically broken, eight years removed from any public life as either Batman or the billionaire businessman Bruce Wayne. He lives in the attic of his estate, getting his food delivered to him by maids. One evening, while a charity benefit is going on downstairs, the maid that delivers his dinner happens to be a jewel thief, and she steals Bruce's mother's pearls from a safe that Bruce had been told was uncrackable. When he catches her, they flirt about the robbery. It's a beautiful necklace. Reminds me of one that belonged to my mother. It can't be the same one. Because her pearls are in the safe. The manufacturer clearly explained it is uncrackable. Oops. Nobody told me it was uncrackable. The jewel thief turns out to be Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, who's involved in the criminal underworld that plans to destroy Gotham. Bruce is captivated by her, both professionally and personally. 
With her inside connections, he can defeat Bane and save Gotham. She also happens to be something that Bruce Wayne likes a lot, a beautiful woman. Like Bruce, Kanye sees that Kim Kardashian is the missing piece in a mission he's been pursuing since day one, getting to a level of fame where he's able to execute his biggest visions. But like Catwoman, Kim was in a different league. She was unattainable. At the end of The Dark Knight Rises, when the city of Gotham is on the line, Batman is trapped underground in an ancient prison with a broken back. He doesn't really have access to Catwoman. And in 2011, when Kanye drops Watch the Throne with Jay-Z, he's ready to make an enormous comeback. But at that moment, the woman who holds the key to his dreams, the woman he loves, Kim Kardashian, is married to someone else. I got a phone because somebody decided they wanted to marry Chris Humphreys, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you didn't have a phone, yeah. and then you got one, and the only number that you called was... I honestly I, forgot I could, that. Yeah, I forgot about the Humphreys marriage, too. But after a miraculous recovery, fueled by ancient wisdom and an enormous amount of physical rehabilitation, Bruce Wayne escapes from his prison and returns to save Gotham. This time with Catwoman at his side. And in 2012, while Kanye's singles Mercy and Click are topping the charts once again, Kim and Kanye begin to date. All right, so you were saying during the break, you like you just, it, that she is your dream girl and it's kind of even hard to put into words because... I, I don't know if I can like express it enough and it's almost like, I don't know, like people make fun of me for like how in love I actually you know, and, and also I'm trying to avoid the like jump up on, on the couch moment. Like, uh, so. Fast forward two years and the couple are getting married together in Florence, Italy, in the presence of their baby daughter, Northwest. One day it just, I don't know, it just happened. And I'm like, it took kind of like, took me by surprise even. Does he fulfill all of the categories on your A-list trust? Loyalty, honesty, all of that. He does. Catwoman and Batman's relationship isn't a public one. At the end of the Dark Knight trilogy, they vanished from Gotham City. It's only in the very last scene of the movie that they're seen by Bruce's butler, Alfred, together once again, seemingly in love at a picturesque cafe in Italy. Both Catwoman and Kim Kardashian are, are very clearly villains when we first meet them. When, when Kanye West is rapping about falling in love with Kim Kardashian, she's in the media for all the wrong reasons. Right. A 72-hour marriage, etc. When, when Bruce Wayne meets Catwoman, she's only important for all the wrong reasons. She works with a terrorist. It only works out in the way for both of them that, like, that they get what they want like with the relationship, like the the romance of the relationship is the justification for, you know, any anybody who, like me, when I first found out that Kanye was dating Kim, I'm like, come on, dude. Right. <laughs> but when when you see that it brightens his life, I mean, like, him being a father is obviously a huge thing to him, and Kim is the reason why he's a father. Yeah. And it, the the rest of the relationship clearly brings him some level of satisfaction, at least as much as I can have insight into. Right. But the question really is, who are the villains? Asshole. Can I tell that to 
In this story of Batman, you have Scarecrow, he lost. Joker, he lost. And Bane, he lost. I mean, it's obvious that there's three victories and when you have a victory, you have a winner and a loser. And so in Kanye's victories, who are the three, you know, who are the three villains that he triumphed over? So Kanye West triumphs over gangster rap personified by 50 Cent with the release of Graduation. Right. There's Scarecrow. And also, and 50 Cent doesn't stop making music, which is kind of funny. He's like, dude, you said you're going to stop making music. <laughs> yeah, for a man who's uh, built his career on his authenticity, that's not a great look. It was a terrible look. Okay, so, so gangster rap is Scarecrow and it goes down. Number two, the Joker. It's a big one. Like, like who, who is the person that Kanye, in his dark fantasy era, in his 808s and dark fantasy era, who is the, the person that was tormenting him? Like, what, what is it that, that he eventually defeats? At first, first glance, my, my instinct is to say Taylor Swift, but I, I don't think she was important enough to Kanye West to be the Joker. Taylor Swift is not the villain there. She, he wasn't fighting Taylor Swift. He was fighting award shows not awarding Beyonce, which is kind of funny. It's like, Beyonce gets plenty of awards, but he was just getting on stage and fighting against the idea of an award show, I think. So I, I don't think that Taylor Swift could be a villain in Kanye's life. So some on-stage antics that are rarely talked about that you brought up is the rant that Kanye goes on against Nike. No character in the mid-2000s or late, just before 2010 era, Kanye West is more of an idea than the Nike. Nike ultimately stood in the way of what his ultimate triumph was, which was starting Yeezy, starting the brand Yeezy. So Batman can't come back and be the hero that Batman is meant to be until he defeats the Joker. Mm -hmm. Kanye West can't come back from the heartbreak era and be the man and the artist and the icon that he's meant to be until he bucks Nike. Mm -hmm. So is Nike the Joker? Nike's the Joker. And, and when, when you defeat the Joker, when you defeat Nike, what you get is the ultimate victory, which is Adidas. I mean, I think that when Kanye signed with Adidas, that was the announcement to the world that Yeezy was going to be a brand. It had its own logo. It had its own shoes. Get ready for more shoes, more fashion. Adidas welcomed him in and said, you know how big of a platform this is? Go ahead and use it. Like, let's make Yeezy huge. We all make money from it. So why not? Okay. So we've got some stability in Gotham after Batman beats the Joker. And we've got a rosy outlook in Kanye West's camp once he begins working with Adidas right. and interning at Fendi and, and moving beyond what he was doing before. But Batman's not there yet. And Kanye's not there yet either. What was Bane holding Batman back from, really? He's holding him back from having a city that he you know, loved. He was holding him back from having a home. You know, Kanye is not Jay-Z. He's not, he's not married to Beyonce, but he saw what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so he went out and found Kim Kardashian, just like Batman found Catwoman. But the man in his way is Bane. It's Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys is Bane. Chris Humphreys didn't want to be Bane. I don't, I don't know that Chris Humphreys knew that 
marrying Kim Kardashian would ever have anything to do with Kanye West. Chris Humphries thought that marrying Kim Kardashian had to do with him and Kim Kardashian in the bedroom and maybe on the TV screen. Yeah. But that's about it. Super fame. And so, no. Bane had no idea that bringing the storm to Gotham City was going to have anything to do with Batman. Batman had been in hiding for eight years. Right. True. As soon as Bane and Chris Humphreys are defeated, Batman and Catwoman and Kanye West and Kim Kardashian can both run off to Florence together. So here's my question. At the beginning of this episode, the whole reason for this whole comparison is because I think that the quote die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I think it totally encapsulates Kanye West. I think that if Kanye West had died in 2009, after graduation, he would have gone down as the greatest rapper of all time. I would be staying up late, listening to you know, the middle of late registration, late registration and lamenting the fact that I was never gonna hear any more Kanye West music. Yeah. I would be devastated. Like, he would be bigger than Biggie and bigger than Tupac. T- Tupac and Biggie died heroes. And I, you know, I wish that they would have stayed alive long enough to become villains because we would have gotten a lot of good music out of it. But it, it is kind of picturesque that, you know, a career uh, about dangerous behavior and whatever, and it, it ends you in dangerous behavior, and they sort of perfectly represent what gangster rap was. And Kanye West lived long enough to see himself become a villain, and we saw that. Kanye West has remained a villain to some extent. There are flashes of of brilliance, and there are flashes of of humor, wonderful production using soul samples, and self-aware rapping, great shoes. I love some of the Yeezys. Mm -hmm. And successes, Virgil Abloh going to Louis Vuitton, and like the fact that somebody that designed with Donda making Yeezys with Kanye West goes to Nike and makes the 10 and there's like collaboration and there's happiness. Like there, there are strokes of genius and, and really bright moments in the current Kanye West uh, era. What we've heard recently it is not heroic, but it's classic Kanye villainy. And I think the only reason we, we get it as villainy is because he knows that we're all going to pay attention. When and and what, what can he say anymore that actually stirs the pot? He has to keep saying things that are bigger and bigger and stir the pot more and more. And it's like the, the fact that conversations are happening about it is like you could look at it and say that, you know, like many people that have stirred the pot before him, if someone gets offended here or there, it's like, you know, that that's a casualty. But what's the victory of a, of a greater discussion about, you know, in his case, like politics and race and what America represents? Right now, I think Kanye's, Kanye's obsessed with his image and his image of himself is as a capital A artist. And his understanding of what you should do in that role is stir the pot. Mm-hmm. And so he's stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. But as he matures... And as his children grow old or grow up and he grows old, I can't imagine he'll want to stir the pot forever. Look, whoever the Batman is, he doesn't want to do this for the rest of his life. How could he? Batman is looking for someone to take up his mantle. Someone like you, Mr. Dent? Maybe. So that, that's the question of the quote, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. 
That was said in movie number two, and it, it referred to Batman living long enough to see himself become a villain and stepping away from it because he's a villain. Gotham didn't want him anymore, didn't couldn't have him anymore, whatever. But in the third movie, he lives long enough to see himself become a hero again. And I think that Kanye has, has seen himself become a hero again and has become a villain again. And I think that this may be a cycle that that we bear witness to as long as Kanye West is alive. There's a reason that we keep watching. Because we, we want to see the hero again. And I think that when you see a flash of the hero again, you, you keep watching for the next thing. And, and news comes out that, oh, he's a villain again today. And you watch it and you're like... Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I don't read every article that comes up about Kanye West and I don't watch every news piece because I know that he's going to continue to be portrayed as a villain and as a hero and as a villain and as a hero. But I just want to see what he's going to do next. He said, um, he came on Jay Leno and he said uh, he wanted to apologize to you face to face. If he came to you, would you want to meet with him? Sure. I mean, he has not personally reached out or anything, but if he wanted to say hi. He hasn't called or sent a message or an email. No, 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 no. All right, real real quick, before the episode ends, I want to do a quick little PS. Uh, This is a, a little note that I have to throw in. We had to pause the recording of this show in the middle because I was getting a call from a guy named Zach Jurich, who's a music producer and engineer that I've worked with for about a year now and he's actually helping us mix the audio for this show and he called me and he said jimmy i'm not going to be able to work on the show for a couple more weeks and i was like all right word what's going on And he said i'm going to wyoming i just got a call from this engineer who's calling me in to help engineer kanye west's new album now by the time this show comes out that album will be out but Right now, we have absolutely no idea what the album is going to be like. And Zach, the guy who's mixing this show, just called to say, I have to pause this because I'm going to work on Kanye's new album. Good luck to Zach. Good luck to us. And good luck to Kanye. People have their own thinking. People have their own things that they're into. People have their own religion. Hip-hop is a religion to a certain extent. And the rap is out of preachers. And the music is the, is the scriptures. I heard the beat and I ain't know what to write. What you want, trying to make it seem like I'm some like type of lunatic because you only make me hotter, you only raise my prestige. Come on, homie, we made I'm Jesse Jackson on the balcony when King got killed. Come on, I want to do music because I know people need my music. I guess every superhero need his same music. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored, I can be destroyed, but as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. I am the new Jim Morrison. I am the new Kurt Cobain. And I'd rather be hated for what I am than loved for what I'm at. You either love me or you hate me. 
either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain.